Hey, it's Bob Stoffer. I just wanted to let you know that you can listen to Oilers Now ad-free on Amazon Music, included with Prime. It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. 6.30, Chad and the Edmonton Oilers Hockey Club present the show that is everything Oilers. Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer. Brought to you by World of Spas, Edmonton's number one hot tub and swim spa dealer. The ideal place to start your daily vacation on Oilers Radio. 6.30, Chad. This is the second hour of Oilers Now. It's 105 at Edmonton. Bob Stoffer, Derek Scott with you. Live at the 6.30 Chad Studios, the Oilers taking on the Chicago Blackhawks Saturday night. Jack Michaels and myself, Rob Brown, Reed Wilkins, Cam Moon, Brendan Escott, all part of the Oilers Radio Network. We'll have a call for you that night. Uh, we are opening up the River Cree Resort and Casino Hotline at 780-496-0063. The River Cree Resort Casino Excitement. Bet on it. And you can text us on the Ashley Fine Floors text line. Same number, 780-496-0063. Get the new floors you've always wanted with Ashley Fine Floors, 143rd Street, 111th Avenue. Open Monday to Saturday. we got Woody, Big Bad Joe, Chris, amongst others, holding right now. We'll get to them momentarily. Robert, Texas, on the... Uh, Ashley Fine Floors text line and says, are we honestly surprised the Oilers lost last night? This is a team that starts the season 7-3 and three, uh, for like three years running, becomes a middling team for a stretch. They were 9-1 and one to start the season last year, by the way. They become a middling stretch team for a stretch. They lose to some bottom dwellers throughout the season, but they finish the season relatively strong. They are who they are and what they've consistently shown us. That one comes to us from Robert. Last night was an exasperating. I mean, they'd won six straight, got to beat Columbus at home, and it also continued to expose some challenges Edmonton has depth-wise. Now, Connor Yamamoto back on the ice, not available to play because he's on LTIR until February the 10th. Uh, Evander Kate was away for a personal reason. I think there's a chance we might actually see him play Saturday night against the Chicago Blackhawks. Do want to mention guests and orders now receiving certificates from Japanese Village for over 50 years. Japanese Village, Edmonton's destination for a celebration of the census reserved today at jbedmonton.ca. All right, let's go. Let's open it up. 780-496-0063. Let's get to the phone calls. Get your thoughts. And we're going to drop the puck with Woody on line number one. Hello, Woody. How are you? I'm good, Bob. How are you? Uh, a little bit frustrated hey. last night. Yeah. Yeah, I was very, I was very frustrated. I told my wife before the game. I just had a feeling the owners were going to crop the bed. Wow. But I just got two quick thoughts, and I'll move on. Um, I think Woodcroft uh, missed a, a chance to build even a little bit more credibility with his team last night with the way Drysaddle played. 
I understand as a star you're always going to get a little preferential, but that was a perfect game that Drysaddle should have been benched. Just send a message to your team. We're not going to accept bad performance from any player, you know, unless it's Connor McDavid, which is another level. But I think that was a coaching opportunity missed to create a little more team thing because I think he's quick to bench other players. When I agree with you that I think Costin's earned a little bit of leeway. I'm not saying a lot, but he's earned it with nine goals and fighting and doing everything nobody else was doing before he got here. Um, other than that, I, I thought they missed an opportunity last night. I see the same problem as you do with the team. I think we are missing a defenseman in the worst way. I think we get too panicked. Um, I don't know if that's uh, what you're seeing, Bob, but I'll let you go and I'll let you answer. Yeah, I, well, I, I think the owners keep... I, I, I'm almost certain that Edmonton's going to add a depth forward. Like, it's inevitable. They're going to do something. The question is how... If you can uh, deselect Woody, that'd be great, Derek. Thank you. Um, the, the question is how significant... And they'll probably add a D. But how significant, or what are we looking at here? Like, you know, that's going to be ultimately the question. Let's go to Chris from Phoenix on line number, no, we're going to Chris. Oh, did you, you cut? Okay, Chris from Phoenix on line number three. Chris, how you doing? Pretty good, Bob. I'm gonna, I have a couple points, uh, one point, and then uh, a favor slash uh, suggestion. As far as the Oilers, I've noticed this since we've gotten Campbell, that the Oilers play differently in front of both goalies. It seems like when, when, they're, when they have Campbell mm -hmm. in net, they mm -hmm. seem to play a lot more uh, structured, a lot more uh, prone to try not to make mistakes. Whereas uh, when they play in front of uh, Scooby, they seem to uh, look like they're just like running around with like a butt, like their like their heads were cut off. So uh, I've noticed that's the beginning of the year. Um, and, mm. and then uh, my other question, my other point is, uh, I'll be going to Detroit uh, to watch the Oilers play. I'm going to visit my buddies from from Windsor, and I need a suggestion, a recommendation, because my best friend in Windsor is literally 0 and 18 watching the Oilers. He has not seen Do the not Oilers bring win to the game. <laughs> well, unfortunately, we're not letting him into the United States when we're there. How's that? Yeah, we might, we might, uh, we might not, because last night I, I was going to text him and say, "Are you at the Columbus game too?" Like, uh, but uh, I think you I had. Have you mentioned this to me once before? Some reason I thought maybe this had happened before with a guy. With, oh, with a guy from oh, the Windsor. Yeah. Yeah, we've uh, we've gone to several games. Like he's come down to, to to Phoenix, and we've gone to several, and we just they're all in eighteen when he's over. been at the game. It is it is ridiculous. Like he went to the the Winnipeg Jets game uh, on New Year's. I do uh, not want Chris. Year. Your friend can't come to the game. It's that simple. <laughs> well, I'll I'll be there. I'll be there with another buddy, and uh, if if I see you, I'll buy you a beer. All right. Well. Right, uh, Bob. All right. <laughs> Seven eight zero four nine six. We are broadcasting the games. Uh, drinking is not recommended on the air, though sometimes it is required. Seven eight zero four nine six zero zero six three. The River Creek Resort and Casino Hotline. Uh, here we go. Randy says, Bob, enough with your BS stance on depth challenges. The depth scores, the five-on-five -five goals, the stars were the weak link in last night's game. Dry Settle says Randy was a tire fire. The stars were blowing the zone, which caused the breakout issues. Last night's game is on the high-priced players, not the depth. I'm sure this won't get addressed if you read it at all. Uh, what I said was, I see the Oilers adding 
a bottom six depth player, preferably a right shot that can win faceoffs. I think we discussed that I guaranteed you Drysaddle would play a lot better against Chicago. He had a poor night. There were a lot of guys that did not have good games last night. Thanks for the text, Randy. Thanks for keeping us honest. Let's go to David out of St. Albert on line number one. David, how are you? I'm good, Bob. How are you doing? Good. What's going on? Well, I never got a chance to see the game last night. I got I got a taste. I'm going to watch it later. But all I need to tell the people, they tend to forget about Darnell Nurse. They always think he's well overpaid, but I'm going to throw a little smack out there. He took a, a pay cut for a couple of years there, I believe, just so he can make some money work, I believe. Uh, you would know better. So this is kind of, if you knock all those numbers down a bit from what he didn't accept and didn't leave and push the button a bit, it, it kind of balances out a bit. On top of that, he, we used to pay Caspian, I think, over $3 million a year. Well, I like Caspian. But Darnell, is, he's playing a lot of minutes a game. He's also your tough guy. He gets shit done. The guy, okay. uh, like he, he uh, sorry about that language. Sorry, he 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 just takes care of the team, right? Yeah. And so other guys do too, but you know they they bring out the 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 money all the time. I'm telling you, and and the, the guys right. they I got eventually it. on yeah, unnecessary. The guys they they're you got to have bad games. This actually shows you what you actually need is when you play weaker teams. I, I I would suggest to you that's the discussion we're having. Is does the game reinforce some needs for the Edmonton Oilers? I think for the uh, thanks, David, for the call. Thank you very much. Seven eight zero four nine six zero zero six three. So let's walk this through on Nurse. He did take a couple bridge deals. Part of the reason why they had to bridge him is they couldn't commit to a longer-term deal at a higher price point at an earlier time because of some cap implications they had. Then it was his turn, and that coincided with the time in which they'd lost Oscar Clefbaum, the Oilers had. Okay? Like, you've, we, we discussed this last week, and, of course, some guys, oh, you're full of crap, Stauffer. Edmonton was in a position of strength when they negotiated both the Nugent Hopkins deals and the Evander Kane deals. Those are pretty good deals. They look, they're not in the sixes. Bo Horvat, we're told, is looking for north of $7.5 million. Let me ask you a question. How much better is Bo Horvat than Ryan Nugent Hopkins? He's better in the faceoffs. How much better is Bo Horvat than RNH? He's not, you know what, he's not a better power play guy. Ryan Nugent Hopkins is an elite power play guy, and Bo Horvat is not a great penalty killer, but he does he does he does win faceoffs. Um, Edmonton was in a position of strength because they had McDavid and Drysaddle, right? And so, and then even when it came to Kane, by the time they had Kane, they had Hyman as well as our, and that so the owners didn't have to sit there and overpay Evander Kane to stay. Some would say they overpaid Darnell Nurse to say he capitalized on the you know the offseason of defensemen. The reality of the situation was who are the Oilers' top four D-men with, uh, with Oscar Clefbaum done and Adam Larson, Adam Larson not returning to the organization? Just put your thinking cap on for a second. Who are their top? So Nurse was in a Nurse's camp was in a better position to negotiate a successful deal. And don't forget, he had taken multiple bridge deals before. Okay? It's not perfect. It's, I'm just explaining to you how it worked. You don't have to agree with it. The other thing is, if you're in a city like New York and they're having conversations on this, they're not worried about the price point. 
But here, you know, people are, you're in tune. You're all in. It's kind of like at Alabama. They know who the starting left tackle is. Let's go to Chris on line number one. Chris, how are you? Bob, I'm wonderful. How are you? Good. What do you got for us? Bob, I watch the Bruins and the Oilers play pretty much exclusively. And every time I watch the Bruins play, they forecheck and hit everybody. When I watch the Oilers play, they don't hit anybody. And the arena is so quiet all the time. Does anybody keep track of the hits on this team? Boston plays a very different. I mean, Boston's Boston has a chance this year to have one of the best regular seasons in NHL history. You know what? A, a couple things happen. Uh, Bruce uh, Cassidy left, and I think that played a factor in Krejci coming back and Bergeron re-upping. But the biggest thing that happened in Boston is they got Lindholm done. They, they made a, a big trade. They got Lindholm. They brought in. They had the money to sign him to a long-term deal, and he's a real good defenseman. Right, so oh, they, they got a very good team, but they they pressure the puck and they hit everybody, and that's just Boston hockey. Everybody knows that, right? Yeah, and now they've not dealt with any adversity at all. Well, you could argue they had adversity at the start of the year because yeah. they didn't they didn't have McAvoy and they didn't have Marchand. They got a good team. They got a real good team. There's no question. And they chase like dogs. They just go hard. Yeah, hard, they're hard, they're hard. they're a different team. They're they're a different team than them. It's Chris. They're the best team. In the, you're comparing the Oilers to the best team in the league this year. We thought the Oilers would be the best team in the league this year. We, we really thought did. the Oilers would be a top. I, I thought the Oilers would be a top eight team. Right now, they're not a top eight team. I think there's a chance they'll be a top eight team by the end of the year. I'm the one that said they'd finish 47 to 52 wins. I'm not budging off that. I think they'll finish 47 to 52 wins. Nobody saw Boston being this good this season. Come on, man. No, I mean they're on pace for like 62, 63 wins. Yeah, but if you watch hockey and you played a lot of hockey and I played a lot of hockey, and everybody knows that when you when you hit when you when you grind, you play better. You get the crowd into the game. Yes. And it's the, the Oilers, it's so you see guys doing the skate around and the, the turn. Uh, last, and I mean, last last night for me it was McLeod. Oh, he he had yeah. about seven chances to plant guy like, you know and. They're doing the skating turn. Like, dude, skate through. When you're skating at that pace, you can yeah. you you can you can destroy guys. It, you I don't have to be the thickest guy. If you skate through a guy with speed, you're gonna knock him on his ass. And McLeod, and I know he he's he's got to work on becoming that. Like in the playoffs, everybody hits. Boston's playing playoff hockey. Else. Chris, I'm not gonna like. I'm not gonna slag Boston. They gotta. Right now, they're the team to beat. Is Edmonton built to beat that team at this point? I, for a lot of the listeners, you say, "Store for you, dummy." That's why they gotta trade for another top four D. And I, and my response is, they also gotta get, get some help in the bottom six and change the dynamic there. Now, would it help if they had Kane and Yamamoto? Kane's oh, yeah. a Kane's a physical player. Yamamoto's a a very dogged player as well. Thanks, Chris. Thanks for the call. Seven eight zero four nine six zero zero six three, Dex on line. Is it Dex? Is that right? Yeah, it is. Thanks, Bob. Hey, how are you doing? Good, you? Good. What do you got? Just wanted your take on some veteran experience on the roster. Whether we're looking for a forward or a D, that's obviously arguable, depending on you know how you watch the game. But I don't know if we necessarily have some older guys with some playoff experience that can keep us kind of even kilter. We seem to play the level of the competition. 
Um, and I don't know, do we even have a guy that has a playoff ring in our roster when we look down the road to Calgary and everywhere else against teams we're competing with? They seem to have some guys, some older guys, that have some playoff experience that have won a cup that can kind of keep the things rolling. So Did that matter? I'll, I'll last... hang up in the near spot. Yeah, Dex, uh, I was going to say, you spoke of the playoff experience in Calgary. How did that work in last year's playoffs? True, Edmonton. but they seem to be coming around and beating the teams they need to beat, and I know we've done that the last few, and then we... Dropped yeah. the big egg yesterday. So. Yeah, no, fair uh, fair thoughts. There's there, Thanks, Dex. There's a guy coming in on Saturday night that's got a lot of playoff experience that wins a lot of face-offs. Now, does he want to leave Chicago? I don't know. I think there'd be a lot of interest in him. Big Bad Joe, line three. Big Bad Joe, you got your phone working, my man? Yeah, I do. I put some gas in there that runs again. <laughs> All right, there you go. What do you got? Hey, uh, Bob, you know, I agree with you, Fan, uh, and, you know, the principality was only, he actually said the same thing as what I said in a different wording. They need they need an, an uh, manageable defenseman when called up to. He, you know, he can play. And I think, like last night, I'm still frustrated. But, I mean, you have games like that, and that's why they need, like you said, a uh, uh, guy who can win face or plays on the... Right, uh, you know, on the well, right side. I mean, unfortunately, you know, Columbus had one good face-off guy, and that's Boone Jenner. He's at 55%. He won a draw. They got it back to the point. Mm -hmm. Boquist got the puck through, and Jenner got a stick on it as Connor tried to tie him up off uh, to the net. So um, I, I, I think that it's – the orders are about 20th in the league in face-offs. They were looking pretty good at the start of the year. It's dropped significantly. I think they find they got to find a way, Big Bad Joe. Again, they're going to add – I, if it's me, I'm adding no matter what, a bottom six center yeah. slash right wing that can win some more draws. That's a little bit bigger, and a little bit quicker. That like you can have Derek Ryan as a 12 forward, but you need a guy that can play in that 10 hole, sort of as the fourth line center that takes on you know real leadership role in terms of winning draws and that sort of thing. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, thanks. And I agree with you. You know they're gonna do 47-52, though. I'd be 100 percent behind you. They're gonna. They're. I think I'd be stunned if they didn't get to 47 wins. I, I'd be stunned by that. All right. Thanks for the call. Seven eight zero four nine six zero zero six three. We go to Nick from Edmonton on line number four. Hi, Nick. How are you? Good. How are you doing, Bob? Good. Good. Uh, hypothetically speaking, let's put your GM hat on. Uh, I know it probably wouldn't happen, but say if you wanted to bring in, say, Tupper on the defense. Would you try to explore a trade that you can maybe move Kulak for, like, a good Branson or something like that, or is that, like, out to lunch? I wouldn't do that. I, I mean, Gabranson had a good game. Gabranson's a right shot. Kulak's a left shot. Uh, Gabranson just committed four years to Columbus, and Kulak just committed four years to Edmonton. Teams yeah, don't, like, teams I, don't I, like I, flipping guys out the first year of a four-year deal when they've sure. committed to that city. Okay. Enough for me. <laughs> All right, thanks, Nick. Seven eight zero four nine. And I, again, I was surprised how well Gabranson played last night. He was really good in that game. Did the orders make him look good? Maybe that's the question. We go to Bob in Edmonton. Bob, you got a great name. How you doing? Yeah, thanks. Uh, fine. Uh, I called about face-offs. Uh, if it's not drives title, it's 97. Uh, I, I think back to uh, a guy that was not very big, kind of nudes-like, but Marty Reisner was an unbelievable face-off guy. And then the original Iron Man, uh, to go on to the orders, uh, Gary Unger, uh, showed Gretzky how to, before the puck hits the ice, slap it in. 
Yeah. He got goals. He got goals before the puck hit. You're going old school, Bob. Hey, Bob. Thanks for the call. Uh, sure. We got to move quickly here. Um, let's not forget, Reasoner was traded in the 2006 trade deadline to Boston in the Samson Samsonov deal. Uh, Marty was a serviceable third line center that could win faceoffs. Good guy. Um, you know, I think we're looking. We're a somewhat similar player, frankly. Mar I, I don't know if Marty was the most tenacious guy. He actually had some skill, had a higher offensive ceiling. There's some comparables to him and Holloway, and I'm hoping that Holloway's a better skater. Let's go to Steve out of Salmon Arm on line number two. Hi, Steve. How are you? Good, Bob. Look, I wouldn't be concerned about uh, yesterday. Uh, one of the other pros that was interviewed recently said, look, January is when uh, the end of January is when everybody starts to hurt. And, um, and I think we're seeing that on the team. It's a little bit of, uh, I mean, an 82-game season. You're a bit up and down. And um, let's face it, we also have to rely on Holland's uh, skills. He's, he's not a bad general manager, man, but he has no money. So uh, I think... So the closer to the deadline that, it gets, the more... So, I mean, logic would dictate, I think there will be more... Uh, I think it's going to be a buyer's market the closer you get to... I, I, I think, again, I've been told, not, not just from Edmonton, like from multiple guys, we'll ask Elliot Friedman tomorrow. Is yeah. he here? If is he here, and it's a buyer's market? Because if it's a buyer's market, then the sellers are going to have to drop the ask the closer to the deadline we get. That's just how exactly. it's going to work. Thanks, Bob. Thanks, Steve. All right, one twenty-five at Edmonton. Uh, Cactus Jack has texted us on the River Creek Resort or Ashley Pine Floors text line and says, "Caller Bob sounds smarter than host Bob." Just my opinion. Uh, thank you, Cactus Jack, for. Uh, let me feel that way. 126 to Edmonton. We'll be back. We'll get to some texts. And we'll also, uh, what else we got going on here? Hey, we got the prospects report call, uh, coming up for Reface Magic. This is Orders Now. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Hi, this is Connor McDavid from your Edmonton Oilers, and you're listening to Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer on 630 Chad. It is 128. Let's go to the Oilers Now Prospect Report brought to you by Reface Magic. Save money on your kitchen renovation. Don't replace, reface. And we are going to look at a guy who got involved last night with uh, Connor Bedard at the CHL Prospects game. His father was a hard-nosed defenseman in the Western Hockey League. His name is Lucas Dragasivic. He's a six-foot-two, 180-pound right-shot defenseman. He's playing for Bob Torrey's Tri-City Americans. He's got 10 goals and 51 points in 41 games this season. Last year, he had 50 pims in 62. Like he's 
got a little bit of bite in his game, and my guess is uh, his performance last night is going to end up seeing him end up in the first round of the NHL draft. All right. Cars cost less than Wetaskiwin. Brentridge Ford in Wetaskiwin is well known for their top shelf service department. And they don't forget about you after you purchase a vehicle. You can call Uncle Melt, Rich Johnny, and the team at Brentridge Ford. And they'll do their best to make you a repeat customer. 780-352-6048. Your Ford Truck Authority on the Auto Mile in Wetaskiwin, where cars cost less, is Brent Ridge Ford. Off to a global news weather traffic update. Randy Kilburn, when we come back in Oilers Now, George LaRock.